Hey, welcome to the Word Weaver podcast, a place dedicated to the powerful web words weave and the deep layers they uncover. Here you'll find a compilation of tips, tricks, and words of wisdom from writers, authors, creatives, and entrepreneurs. Basically, cool people doing cool things in the world and how they've used words as weapons of mass creation and inspiration. You'll also hear from me, your host, Louise Johnson. I'm a former marketing maven in New York and Switzerland. I left a lucrative job to follow my dream of becoming a writer. It's a never-ending journey, so I figured we should all be in it together. I've learned a lot along the way, but it's a constant evolution. My favorite part is how little by little, letters turn into words, words become sentences, sentences become paragraphs, and before you know it, you've created something from nothing. And whenever that happens in life, it's nothing short of magic. So grab a coffee or a glass of wine, and let's dive into today's chapter. Hello, Louise. Welcome to the Word Weaver podcast. I was just saying how funny it is that we have the exact same name and we're both writers. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on Louise Johnson's podcast. <laughs> and I'm so happy to have Louise Johnson, the author, on the podcast on your publication day. So happy launch day to your debut memoir. Yeah, yeah, big day. Big, big, surreal, bizarre feeling day, but very, very exciting. Do you drink coffee? Have you had multiple coffees this morning? Uh, yes. One of my one of my girlfriends actually, she who lives in my building, she messaged me this morning and she said, Have you had your first coffee yet? And I was like, No, I haven't quite found time. And she was like, Okay, we're going out. So we went for a quick stroll along uh to the, the corner and got a coffee. So yes, I have started that train because it is very much necessary. There's been a distinct lack of sleep over the last few weeks so um yeah the but you know caffeine and excitement and that's all you need exactly and a little adrenaline in there it's so exciting though because this is what everyone dreams of if you want to be a writer publication day your book's out into the world how does it feel to officially be a published author with your book available worldwide yeah, I, I I like to hear that is is so surreal, and I think I think it will take a long time to sink in. I mean, even when I like saw on Amazon for the first time late last night, and and that just feels so so bizarre and so incredible. And but there's just been so many of those like little moments as we've gone along the way. So seeing like the first time I saw the cover with my name on it, the, the design just I was mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, that's so strange. And then seeing the proof print, and then seeing the first print run, and then you know, seeing it in other people's hands and now seeing on Amazon, there's been all of these little moments of, wow, this, this still feels so surreal. So yeah, I don't know that it's completely registered. Um, but yeah, I don't know that I'll get tired of, of hearing, you know, Louise Johnson published author. It's, uh, it's yeah, incredible. And just, I, I was saying to someone yesterday, I don't think I have felt more accomplished in my life. And that is a phenomenal feeling. Yeah. I love hearing that, but that is amazing. And you have to listen to that soundbite over and over. If you ever have a low day, you can come back and listen to that and say, I remember that feeling of how accomplished I felt. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, I think for me, it for sure has been the first thing that I have really, you know, worked on truly for myself with no real motivation or driver other than myself. Like that has been um, you know, I've had, a, I, don't get me wrong, I've had a, a phenomenal support network and people that have helped and, and the team that I've worked with, but essentially I have been driving it given that I've, I've self-published. And so, yeah, that just, that does feel, when people have said, you know, you should feel really proud. I'm like, I, I really do, surprisingly. You know, normally I'm like, oh, 
no, you know, you're, you're so humble about it all. But at this time, I'm like, no, I'm actually super proud of myself. So um, yeah, it's, it is a big deal. And so I'm trying to just soak it all in and enjoy it. Um, yeah. And, and hopefully, like you say, remember this, this feeling if, if it ever passes. Yeah, absolutely. But it's funny, like you said, it takes a team, but I feel like publishing is one of those industries that a lot of people don't know about. There's no blueprint. Like this is how you get the book there. So you were learning, like you said, how to do a cover design, how to publish, how to get it on Amazon, how to get it out into the world. So all those things, it's, it's not just finishing and writing a book, which is one thing to be proud of. It's the whole switching of the hats from writer to marketer to entrepreneur, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's been a huge learning curve. And I have loved that part of it as well, just in terms of, um, you know, I knew nothing about it. I, you know, I wasn't even sure that I could, um, could even publish a book, how I would go about that, where to start. And I had uh, one of my friends who had been a real supporter of me writing this book from before it was even sort of conceived. Um, and she actually sent me an Instagram account of this self-publishing agency that I have started working with. But prior to that, I mean, I just, I had no concept apart from kind of things that I'd seen maybe in movies about like, you know, getting a big, you know, advance on your book and, you know, going through a big publishing house and them having this whole marketing budget. And that's, you know, that is that definitely still happens. And there's that, that is one route, but I had no idea about what the alternatives were. And that certainly seemed uh, like a far off dream. So um, yeah, there was a lot to, to learn and, and just from, from everything from whether or not it was viable for me to even dream about publishing a book all the way to, yeah, deciding on, you know, uh, paper colors and, and font type and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So it's been, the writing, I kind of say the writing part for me was the easy piece. Um, and after I sort of finished the, the first draft, people would say, oh, that's such, you know, that, that must feel so great. Like what a lot of work. And I was like, I, I felt a bit cheating, like sort of saying, oh yeah, this was really hard because that bit hadn't. But since then I'm like, oh yeah, this is the bit that's, that really has taken me kind of um, to, to really learn and to spend a lot of time sort of figuring stuff out. And, you know, even just the the uh the the maze that is amazon um and getting listed there for example could be could be a whole other uh conversation so yeah a lot to learn but it's been fascinating and um you know uh, and and it has just been a a really great experience with a lot of people helping along the way for sure (laughs) yeah i want to kind of dissect that a little bit because i think it's really fascinating how it's hard to say how long in general do you think from writing from first idea to today, launch day, has the whole process taken in general? So I was writing a blog from 2017. That was kind of where I started to write uh, in my most recent years. Um, And then when I started that sort of people would say, oh, you know, you should make this a book. And so it's sort of been in the back of my head, but the actual decision was from reaching out to the self-publishing agency and having the conversation with them um, to to now that was basically I had that conversation with them at the beginning of November and we're now yeah at the end of August so for me it has been very very quick and I know that's not typical a lot of that detail uh and because it was a memoir I'm not you know I didn't have to develop characters or really like form the plot it was it is my life and so you've kind of got all of those details right there for you my Mm -hmm. problem was more just kind of deciding what not to put in rather than having to kind of develop story um so yeah it was quick it was you know November was was when I decided to not look to go back into full work at full-time work and instead focus on the book 
um, I finished the first draft at the beginning of January. So it really only took me two months to write the first draft. Um, wow. And then from sort of January to, to now has been going through the editing, publishing and marketing process. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's felt very quick. At times it's felt very long, but it's actually been quite quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that though, to get that perspective, because I kind of want to go back to what you said, even the blog that you had done all the research with your blog before the writing. So that's how you, like you said, it went quicker. And it's so funny, the coincidences between us, not only our first and last names, I also started a blog and was yours called Lou Who? No, my blog was called Divorced and Dating at 30. Never had my name on it. So, uh, so no, this has been the first, this is the first piece of writing I've done with my name attached to it. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's an outer body experience, attaching your name to it. You can't hide behind an alias anymore. No, and it's funny the number of people that as I've been sort of talking about writing the book and they're like, oh, so you're writing it behind an alias. And I was like, no, it's going to like attach to my name and my face. And they were like, oh, like knowing the stories I was putting in there, they felt, they felt like this was very risky. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was, it was. It, at the same time, incredibly scary. It was also very freeing to to be completely like, this is me. I'm not, you know, I'm not pretending to be someone else. I'm not writing it as fiction when actually it's very much based on my life. I'm like, this is this is the true story. This is how I see, you know, things as, as having happened. And yeah, so um, so that has been that has been interesting. But the blog definitely was a huge part of just the blog was was entirely dating stories. So that was really all it was. Each story was about one of the guys that I dated and it kind of went in chronological order. And so that was sort of the first premise for the book was, okay, let's just put that in book form. And then I was like, you know, I just that doesn't seem super appealing to me at this point. And I felt like the bigger story was more everything that happened in and around those dates to me personally, and the, the journey that I had gone on from being divorced and getting back into dating. Um, and I felt like that probably also was a lot more um, relatable to a lot more people. So, you know, saying oh, I'm divorced and dating, there's, you know, you're, you're really sort of narrowing that pool of people that can be like, oh yeah, that, that, that sounds like something I want to read about. And so, um, yeah, there was a part of me that just felt like there was a wider story to tell that would be more relevant to more people. And that's not to say that I won't necessarily, or I've not necessarily thought about now doing a book of just the dating stories, but yeah, it was more the, it is more that journey of self-discovery um, and the dating stories are just part of that. So I had some of those already from the blog, which really helped, especially just from getting that kind of chronological order in my head um, and planning that out. But yeah, it, it, it can definitely be done. You know, if you if you can organize your thoughts and, and you're dealing with a subject matter that you really know, um, then uh, yeah, you can you can get it out there much quicker than I would have anticipated for sure. Yeah. Well, so that kind of brings me to then your journey to becoming a writer, you, like starting with the blog and having that urge to document and chronicle your dating stories. Can you tell us about your journey to becoming a writer and what brought you from Scotland to Vancouver? I have always been, I think my mom would say, I've always been very proficient with English, like an English class at school. I was always kind of, you know, fairly, fairly good at it. And I always loved writing, creative writing. But as an adult, I haven't really done it for myself, but I work in marketing. So a lot of what I do is, is writing. Um, and so that was that was kind of always you know in my life but it wasn't really ever a focus um and then part of what well what brought me over to Vancouver was that I 
had was married back in Scotland and when I was going through my divorce I just decided that you know the time kind of presented itself to move abroad and I had grown up um, actually in Egypt when I was younger and so I think as an adult I always knew that at some point I would move and, and you know try life somewhere else. Um, I love Scotland and I miss it dearly but you know there's a whole wide world out here and so I, I figured that when I was going through my divorce and everything felt foreign and nothing felt like it, I thought it would anymore. Um, it seemed like a good time to kind of book a one-way ticket to somewhere that I had never been. Um, but I was assured that Vancouver was lovely and I would love it. And I'd Google street viewed a lot of it. So I was like, yeah, it seems like a great idea. So, um, so I moved over here in 2013. So I've been here for it'll be seven years uh, next month, actually. Um, and so, yeah, when I moved over, there was obviously that journey was uh was was tough uh in terms of just you know going through a divorce and finding myself in a place that I never thought I would be both emotionally and then physically um living in a you know a North American city by myself I didn't know anybody I had never been and um I mean I I've loved it since the day that I got here thankfully so in that sense it's, it, it worked out perfectly um but as I was kind of going through that that sort of journey and I didn't date for a number of years when I first got here. I think it was sort of two and a half years before I went out on my finally sort of went out on my first date um, post-divorce. And then as I was going through that process and learning all the horrors of online dating and, and starting to have those really funny moments and also those really horrifying moments of, you know, being sent pictures that you really didn't want. Um, <laughs> share those stories with friends you know, either people that were also going through it were like, oh my goodness, it's so nice to just talk to someone who's going through it and like, well, we'll so candidly talk about it as I will. But also other people who weren't were like, I love hearing these stories. Like I live vicariously through your dating now. So that was sort of when the, the idea for the blog came about was just to sort of very anonymously share, you know, the funny stories and the lessons and the horror stories um, about dating. And so when I started getting into that again, I just discovered how much I loved writing and you know, if I could spend my time doing that, then then I was super, super happy with it. And yeah, then the book sort of, I guess I maybe always felt like there was a book there somewhere. I just didn't know what form it would take. Or even like I say, if it was actually a, a viable option for me to publish a book that just seemed like a huge pipe dream. Um, so it was, it's been, it's again, the whole thing has felt like such a journey in so many ways. But yeah, from sort of moving over here in the depths of despair, you know, going through my divorce to this, um, it feels like a very full circle moment to have been able to bring something or to find something so positive and produce something so positive out of something which at the time was um, incredibly traumatizing and, and you know, not, not feeling like the most positive experience. Wow, that is amazing. And it's so true. It's, writing is so cathartic. It's how you can kind of self-reflect on all of those experiences. Absolutely. And I think for, you know, I've spent a lot of money on therapy and I, you know, I talk, there's a whole chapter in my book about my therapist because I love her so dearly. Um, and, and I'm such a, a huge um, a proponent for, for therapy generally, but oh yeah, me too. writing that book was just the best form of therapy, you know, to really be able to in black and white, see the journey and really reflect on that. And you know, I mean, I would, I had many mornings crying in Starbucks while I was writing this, this book, just because I, I was so, I, I transported myself back to those moments to really write them as authentically as I could. And so remembering how despairing I felt when I was going through my divorce, or at times how lonely I felt after I moved here, 
you know, th- those were difficult things to sort of relive. But again, to then just see how far I've come, it, it was it was a hugely cathartic um, experience for me. And so, you know, even if even if it hadn't gone anywhere, I'm, you know, I, I still think there would have been value in kind of writing that all down. So yeah, I mean, pay for a therapist, write a book. It all it all really helps. <laughs> yeah, and if you're crying at your own chapters, that's how you know it's gonna resonate with a lot of people. Because if it can touch you that deeply when you're writing about yourself, that's amazing. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was like, oh, is this just me being like overly overly emotional? And I've had people so far that have like friends that have had early copies from the pre-launch, and they were like, I find this, this is so difficult to read, knowing you and, and sort of reading about you going through all of this. This is really, this is really difficult. I'm like, stick with it. It gets really funny. Don't worry. It's not too dark. So uh, yeah, there is, and there's humor in there as well. You know, I, 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 that's how I approach life. That's how I approach, you know, any difficult situation as, as much as possible is to find the humor um, or, or to find the lesson. And so that was, that was the, the idea behind the book as well was to sort of bring all of that to light despite those kind of difficult times um so yeah that was that was a fun um balance as well of writing the book was I didn't want it to be this big sob fest it really isn't um and so there should be moments of of light in there as well and yeah and the lessons you gleaned from those hard moments and and in fact one of the, the the issues I'd had before I even wrote the book was I kept thinking in my head that I needed to get to this and I'm using air quotes here but like fairy tale ending before I could write my book like I I in my head there was a sense of, no I need to be at this place of you know I want to be able to say oh and now I'm married and have kids like that that will be the perfect ending and then and then that was one of the lessons it was like that's actually not necessarily a perfect ending for me and that's maybe not that that might not be the ending and so you know what is to say that I need to wait for that why why is now not the time to do it? And so, yeah, that was that was also a lesson in itself was, you know, that, that this was as good a time of uh, as any to, to write it. I love that. Yeah, you can't keep waiting for that. It doesn't exist, that elusive fairy tale ending, like you said. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, if you wait for that, you'll be waiting forever. <laughs> but I kind of want to talk to you about your writing process because I think that's so fascinating, kind of how... Everybody talks about, oh, I have an idea to write a book, but sitting down and finishing it and organizing it and having the motivation to keep going when there's nobody to ask. Were you in coffee shops? What was your routine like to get this into a book form? Um, yeah, so I am a very routine driven person. And I wrote this book having just um, come out of full time work, which <clears throat> was very unsettling to me. And so um but for me that the key thing was to, to find a routine and to keep a routine so as soon as I decided I was going to write this book um and so I started it kind of in November and, and wrote through to January so it was you know the middle of winter um in Vancouver which is a, a little bit bleak and um and I would get up every morning at 5 a.m and go to the gym and then I would come home and I would be showered and had breakfast and I would be in there's a Starbucks or there was a Starbucks I should say two blocks away from my house and I would run along there with my big jacket my hood up and my laptop stuffed in my jacket and I would go there and sit there until maybe sort of 11 12 o'clock so I would do sort of four or five hours of writing along there um and just sit and just and just write and then I would come home for lunch and then I would go out in the afternoon for another couple of hours to a different coffee coffee shop there was another couple um nearby and so but I would always start in in that that one Starbucks in the morning um and I would get my coffee and you know just have refills and and I loved it there was this sense of of 
you know, that routine was, I was getting up and, and going out to do something that wasn't paying me any money at that point. And yet I was still so driven. And I think it was the first time in my life that I had realized what that motivation of doing something that you love feels like. And that's not to say that I haven't loved certain jobs that I've had um, or the job that I have now, but it, it just, it, it felt so, so different um, to be doing it for me. And, and so I was highly motivated, uh, which, which definitely helped. Um, but in terms of the actual planning of, of the writing, I think I knew that I was doing it in mostly chronological order. I kind of started it from when I made the decision to move to Vancouver. That's where the book starts. And then in chapter two, I go back and talk about my separation and my divorce, but otherwise it goes chronologically. So essentially the first few days of my writing, um, I actually just had to sit down and go through the years from 2013 and figure out what were the kind of defining moments of those years and work out dates. And so that was actually a really fun trip down memory lane because I was going through Facebook pictures and Instagram posts and I was messaging friends being like, hey, that trip that we took to Cornwall for work before I moved to Canada, do you remember when that was? And so we were trying to find out, you know, kind of all these dates so I could be as as, as correct and as true as possible. So um, I did that initially and sort of then tried to roughly work out how that would translate into sort of chapters. Um, and I had this idea in my head that I'd read sort of 180,000 um, sorry, 100, 180 pages to 190 pages was kind of what I was aiming for. We have gone so far over that, that it's not funny, but at <laughs> least that kind of gave me something to aim for. So I, I sort of split it down and, you know, I had a spreadsheet of what that might look like um, just to give me some guidance because I was going into this so blind. I had no idea. Um, so I was trying to just get a little bit of a framework to, to sort of at least uh, start with. And then, um, yeah, and then and then sort of just started the writing process. And obviously it changed and it was fluid as I went through it. Um, but Megan from the self-publishing agency, when I had my first meeting with her, she really sort of drove home the sense of the story arc and making sure that there were those cadences of, you know, you know these really peaks and then the troughs and I was like well it's not difficult because that is essentially how life is and so I just needed to make sure that I really wrote it in that sort of way and so um, that sort of gave me gave me a, a sense of of framework for it but I actually have the story plan by chapter on my living room wall on post-its and it's been there since November and I said that I would only take it down when I got published so I think all the post-its can probably come down quite soon um, I love I'm gonna, it. yeah I'm gonna have to get some artwork for up there and weirdly actually one of them fell off the wall this morning <gasps> they've not moved. they've not moved in months and one oh of them weird so weird that's so, so cool though yeah so so, the, so I've, it's been up there forever and it just it, that's been like my daily reminder that this was happening and I was in the midst of it and we were gonna get this done so yeah my planning was on my wall and and in spreadsheets google docs and and I wrote in 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 google docs um to begin with as well I wrote all of it on my on my Mac so mm -hmm. that was my kind of preferred preferred method but I like that so I I like that you change uh sceneries in the afternoon from the morning Starbucks to another coffee shop that's so important and how many pages did your book end up being 294 pages it's it's quite hefty and I think we were 115,000 words so and, and I when I submitted it to my editor I 
really thought that she would come back and be like, we need to get rid of a lot of this. And instead she didn't. And I was like, oh, this this is a lot longer than I anticipated. But yeah, we, you know, we we trimmed it down a little bit. I think I think when I submitted it to her, it was maybe 120, 122,000. So we cut down about seven. You know, I just, I don't, I've never written that, that, you know, extent of, content so yeah to, to see that and then when people got the book they're like oh this is big and I was like yeah I know it's a whole thing yeah exactly what well what was your perspective on writing non-fiction for your debut versus fiction because it's definitely a lot more vulnerable you're putting yourself on the page you're talking about sexuality mental health your dating life so did you find that process hard or easy what what did you feel about it? Would you write your next book nonfiction or try maybe your hand at fiction? I think for me, actually, and maybe this sounds strange, but I think for me, nonfiction felt safer because I was writing about myself. So I couldn't be wrong in that sense. Whereas, and, and also, you know, it, it was really, for me, it was just kind of telling that story in a in a relatable way. Whereas I think I, I would have felt, and I, and I still feel a little bit like with fiction, I would need to be, you know, I would need to actually kind of know a little bit more about writing and, and, and I don't necessarily, I don't feel like an expert in that, despite the fact that I've now published a book, I don't, I still wouldn't, you know, necessarily say that I felt like a kind of experienced or, or expert writer. And so the, the writing about myself and about my stories seemed the the simpler option. Also very scary. Like you say, there's a lot of, you know, very honest um, and raw and vulnerable topics in there. But I typically am that sort of person in real life anyway. I'm a very much an open book. I share my stories, you know, very freely with people when I meet them. Um, and so that for me hasn't necessarily been a problem. There's definitely been moments in this process where I'm like, oh, do I, how do I really feel about this? Do I feel okay about this going out into the world? Um, particularly, you know, as my boss is like, oh, I bought your book. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be an interesting conversation. Um, and so you know, there's, there's definitely um, risks to that for sure. But I also feel like just in life generally, I think that when you are vulnerable, there is a freedom that comes with it. And people typically, even if they can't meet you where you are in terms of your vulnerability um, and your, your honesty and level of self-reflection, they typically at least respect it. And so that was my hope was that, you know, even if, um, even if they were kind of like, oh, wow, this is like almost TMI, they would at least also be thinking, but like good for her, you know? So, um, and that's, that's kind of just always been my, my, uh, the way that I've approached most things, most things. And so, um, yeah, my book was kind of no different and, and I write it in very much the way that I talk. So when people read it that know me, they say that they read it exactly in my voice and, you know, there's swearing in there in the same way that I would tell stories literally to a friend. And so, um, yeah, the vulnerability piece was was tricky, but I would imagine that my next book would also probably be the, the books that I've imagined so far coming next are are all nonfiction. So I don't I don't have any plans for fiction at the moment, but that may change. You're open to it, but that yeah, I agree with you. That's what makes it more relatable is when you talk in your own voice. It's conversational. It's more authentic that way. Yeah, and that was that was huge for me. And in, in telling these stories, I didn't want it to be over dramatized or, you know, sensationalized. It wasn't. It's not that. It you know. And I, and this is not me saying I have such a special story. It's more just. It's you know we all have these life stories and we all have these life experiences. And um, I think I just know that for a very long time I had lived in sort of a shame state about a lot of mine. And there was this real sense of 
you know, just it was it was baggage that I didn't really want to have to admit to and things like that. But actually, you know, the more that we can all just accept that we're all kind of in that same boat and the less we judge, you know, based on what we kind of don't actually know, then, then the better things would be. So that was my, that was my want was to go out with something that just kind of made everyone feel a little, a little more like their mess wasn't anything different to anyone else's, you know, none of us have really got this figured out. Yeah, no, I like your, there's a tagline, a part of your book that it's turning your mess into a message. I liked that. Yeah, exactly. We, you know, we all have it and it's just varying degrees of, of, you know, where we're at and working through it. And it's never, again, similarly to the, that final destination, there isn't one, you know, it's always going to be a work in progress. And so, but finding, finding a positive and, and a way to kind of make it into something tangibly beneficial to both myself and hopefully others just feels kind of nice you know to to be able to to pull something out of it so and again going back to sort of that that way of writing it for me there was just no other way to do that it had to be in the same way that I would tell the story to friends yeah and then they take your stories and everybody puts their own perspective and experiences on it and takes a universal message from your book and from your stories your lived experiences yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I like to think that you don't need to be divorced or dating or have gone through your parents' divorce or, you know, any of those or moved to, you know, to another country to, to find something relatable in there. Like I talk about mental health. I talk about my sobriety. I talk about kind of as a woman, you know, finding, discovering and owning my sexuality. There's, you know, yes, there's the dating stories. Yes, I talk about the divorce and, and that sort of trauma healing from that. But, you know, I feel like there's there is so much in there that hopefully everybody um, you know, even just relationships in general and having those difficult conversations and, you know, just accepting where we're at in life and knowing that timelines aren't always going to work out the way you thought, you know, there is hopefully a lot in there that, that most people would be able to relate to. Um, and so, yeah, the, you know, if, if someone can read it and maybe not have gone through, you know, similar situations, but still, still be able to take something away from it, then, then I will be a very happy author. How did you decide to go with the self-publishing agency and what was your journey with that? I didn't really consider traditional publishing just because I, rightly or wrongly, and I didn't even really look that closely into it. I just had this view of it will just be a much harder, you know, unlock potentially longer kind of effort. And for me, there was something about there was this window of opportunity when I stopped working at my full-time job. And so I just wanted to really jump on that and get it done. And I just felt like the, whatever the quickest way was to do that would mm-hmm. be would be my preference. And, and for me, that certainly felt like self-publishing. Um, there's also, I'm a little bit of a control freak. So being able to really <laughs> be in control of the whole thing was key for me. And, you know, I got to choose, you know, every single thing that happened and, you know, every decision that was made about this book all came from me. And so, uh, that was lovely as well. There's also, you know, the flip side of that, however, is that, you know, if I wasn't doing it, no one was doing it, you know, the same, you know, if, if I'm not out there, you know, marketing the book, or if I'm not, you know, getting it listed on Amazon, or taking it into bookstores, like there isn't a team of people behind me doing that. Having said all of that, the self publishing agency that I work with, they really kind of work as a sort of a la carte agency. So you can really pick and choose what parts of the process you want them to help with. Um, and so they could have done all of that for me, um, obviously for, for a cost. And so, you know, I chose the bits that I really needed help with and just them already having a roster of editors and designers that they could kind of recommend based on what they knew about my book and the genre. Um, you know, that just cut down on so much research time for me. So uh, that was a kind of nice um, 
you know, assistance in, in this process, like I say, that I knew absolutely nothing about was just kind of taking, you know, at least sort of some of that expertise from them. Um, and the project management actually that they provided was phenomenal. And I think that was certainly one of the biggest wins. Um, I'm a very organized person. I'm a planner that's like completely my wheelhouse, but I was also working full time. And so the thought of trying to keep on top of book deadlines and making sure that I was chasing things up, I, I just kind of knew that that would likely fall through the cracks. And so having um, someone that was managing, um, you know, the, the the kind of project timeline for it just meant that, you know, we're actually here now and the book is published. Um, it that's amazing. Yeah, if that hadn't. So for me, that was the perfect option. I, you know, would absolutely consider doing it again. Um, that is not to say if a publishing house was interested in, in you know, a future book of mine that I wouldn't, you know, consider that. Of course I would. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, having the, the complete um, sort of control over it was was a huge win. And and the timeline especially, I think, was was huge for me. You know, we cranked that out obviously in a fairly short period of time. So that was that was key. Oh, yeah. The pros and the pros honestly outweigh the cons and self-publishing, especially in 2020. I think it's the way to go for a lot of people. Well, and particularly when it's your first, you know, I, I think that you can spend a lot of time, you know, trying to to get um, to get it, you know, picked up by a, a publisher, and and that, I, I, from what I have heard from from other writers, is that can be where you start to really question yourself and question your work, and I think that must be a very difficult, um, you know, part of the process to reconcile. Is if you do believe in what you're doing, but then you're getting turned down. Um, you know, there's there. I, I would imagine there's that time where you you wonder if you really should be doing it. And so I never had that. You know, like I met with Megan at the agency, and she was like, "Yeah, this is great. You should absolutely do this." And from then on, it was just we were full steam ahead, and um, and that was lovely. So uh, yeah, that you know, and and I was also in fully control of uh, essentially of the costs. You know, they would give me a scale of of kind of options, and I could pick. You know, whether it was the, the lower end of the scale or the, the higher end, um, and again, all of that was in my control. So. Um, so that was that was great. Albeit that yes, the investment from a self-publishing aspect is is certainly higher. If you're able to do that, and I was very fortunate that I was, um, then then for me it was yeah absolutely a, a you know no-brainer. And like you say, the the pros massively outweighed the cons. Mm-hmm. I love that you said it was a la carte too, because you're already a natural marketer, so you probably didn't need help with everything. You could pick and choose, like you said. Did you take it to bookstores and Amazon yourself or did you get, did they help you with that? Yeah, no. So I got, um, I also uh, sort of the, the Amazon listing, I got, um, I think we called it the light version that they offered. Um, because again, you know, it, we are very, I would imagine you're the same tech savvy, you know, you can go and set up like a KDP, which is the, the Amazon sort of publishing account. I can go and set that up myself, but what I needed the assistance was with someone was from someone that knew, you know, the categories and like what the best keywords were and that sort of stuff. So I took the light option of that package and it was actually Kelsey, who was also my editor. She has phenomenal um, knowledge of, of KDP and the Amazon publishing space. And so she um, provided me all of that information. So that was perfect for me. Was that real? Like I still got to do it and I put all of that detail in and set it all up, but she kind of gave me the information to do it. And so you know, it was kind of like, what, what makes the most time? Yes, I could probably have researched and Googled and worked it out, but, you know, to spend a couple hundred dollars to, to just get that provided to me was, was ideal. Um, and yeah, the, the bookstores, that's all on me. 
um, you know, in the marketing, like you say, that's what I do for work. So I was hoping that I uh, should be able to at least do most of that. But public marketing a book feels very different to I work in tech. So it feels very different. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, in terms of just understanding, you know, email clients and social media, I'm very fortunate that I have that um, as just something that is second nature to me. Um, I would imagine if you are not so tech savvy or, you know, of a different generation, then that could be very daunting. Um, but again, they, you know, they certainly offer that if you wanted someone to do all of that for you, they have that option there as well. So, you know, really you can choose exactly what you do and don't want to do, even if it's just that you don't have time or you just want to spend the money and get someone else to do it, then, then that option is, is certainly there as well. That's fantastic. Yeah, that sounds great. And it's lo- like you said, from what was it, February till now, it's launched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, um, I think, I think I sent it over to Kelsey, the editor, mid February was when it went for the first draft got reviewed. Um, so yeah, it didn't take it didn't take too long, really, for, for that whole process. And, um, and partly, COVID also played, played its part. Yes. In- consideration of of launch so um so we probably could have actually hit a july launch but we actually decided to wait until august so that we could have a little more flexibility just in like a pre-launch event as we were sort of coming out of lockdown a little bit more so um yeah it it, it, but it was still so quick um and so for that i'm grateful just to be able to come to see it come to fruition like you said right at the beginning that day of today of it being out and it being in the world and it being on amazon uh, it's, it just makes, you know, all of the kind of long nights and the kind of, uh, you know, questioning that I went through, uh, entirely, entirely worth it. I just have loved the whole process. Oh, it's so amazing to hear. And I know it's so motivating and inspiring for other people to hear that too. Like if there is a finish line, you can get there. Totally. And, and it's been interesting, just the number of people who said, Oh, I've always thought about writing a book or, Oh, I've started a couple. And for me, I just, I, you know, I, again, I've been very, very fortunate that I had the time and I had the resource to get it done, but I, I just cannot stress enough. Just do it. Like if you can get it, if you can get it done, if you can find the time, if you can get it out there, there that sense of, of ownership and, you know, creating something that is truly yours and that sense of, you know, just being in control of, of a, a piece of creativity is not something that I've really experienced before in my life. And so I would just, I, I can't recommend it enough. That's such good advice. It is. It's so exciting. It's the highest high. And you have to relish in all of your hard work because you really did do that all yourself. You Because a lot of people, I think everyone could write a book or has a book in them, but it's it's starting and it's finishing. It's a whole other thing. But I'm very impressed and inspired by you as well. Thank you so much. Yeah, I um, I, like I say, I feel very grateful. But that finding that drive, I think it talks to just how how uh, motivated and and how important it actually was to me. And I don't think I even realized that until I started writing it. You know, and then I was like, oh, I really want this. I really want to do this. So that has been uh, that was a, just a phenomenal. Uh, like something to discover about, oh, I actually really, really wanted to write a book and I never really realized until I started. Um, And so that definitely helped. But yeah, everyone's excitement, the support, um, you know, just other people out there kind of sharing their experiences as well, seeing other authors that were launching and and publishing their books. And um, yeah, really just kind of chasing that kind of finished, finished product, which is where I find myself today. So yeah, I can't, I can't recommend it enough. Just do it, write the book, publish the thing. I love it. Well, now that you've launched, 
what is next for you? Like, what are you doing today for launch day this week in the short term? And then I'd love to hear what you hope to achieve next in the future after you've properly celebrated this achievement. Yeah. So today I'm actually, um, I had pre-orders, uh, available and so a lot of people had selected to do local Vancouver pickup and so I'm actually going out to a local um a local bar actually that is in the book as well um so it's very apt but I'm going there for lunch um and to work from there for the afternoon so that people can also come and pick up the books from me from there um so that'll be nice because you get that real exchange of like here is my book um and handing that over to people never gets old so I'm doing that yeah so that's that's so nice just to physically see it getting out into the world um probably trying to keep up with social media and amazon listings as well will take up a lot of my day um and so that is that is today this weekend however i have been really chained to my laptop and my puppy who i i think you may have heard barking earlier i apologize um he has been a little a little neglected uh by me and so this weekend we are going to get out of the city and go and probably climb uh, one of the local Vancouver mountains, uh, get some fresh air and just uh, try and reflect. I reflect best when I'm in nature and in the middle of nowhere. So um, I'm going to head up to the top of a mountain and try and enjoy that a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, next week, it's just getting it into more local independent bookstores. Um, you know, hopefully I have some other podcasts lined up, uh, doing more social media around it all. So that's the sort of short term is just, yeah, just trying to, trying to remind myself that I'm a published author. Uh, and then, and then long term, who knows, I'm so excited to see where this, where, you know, the book goes. Um, I'm trying not to kind of have too many expectations on it. I'm open to whatever the universe has in store for, for it and for me. Um, and yeah, probably thinking about how and when I'm going to write that next book and what that looks like. So, um, yeah, a lot. It's, you know, it's, it's good to keep, keep busy. Absolutely. That's so exciting. It's such an incredible feeling. So the longer I can hold out and make that last, the better. Um, and yeah, just it'll, I, I also just, I love talking about it. Like there's, you know, it's such a, a fun thing to be able to talk about and, and excite people as well, just about whether it's a book or whether it's some other goal or, or a sort of life dream that, um, you know, making things like that happen and, and seeing, seeing good things happen is, is always a nice thing, especially in the year of 2020. Oh yeah. It's been tricky. So, uh, yeah, I'm like, at least I, at least I can say I've, I've achieved something in, uh, in this year. So, uh, it's a very nice win. Yeah, exactly. Tell us where we can find you online, where we can buy the book and connect with you. Sure. So my website is uh, louisejohnsonauthor.com. Um, and so you can go on there and order and I'm offering international shipping so it can get to you wherever. But it is also available on Amazon, um, amazon.com, Amazon Canada, Amazon UK, Italy, France, Germany, um, a bunch of those. Um, and then you can also connect with me. I have a, a Facebook page, Louise Johnson author. I'm also on Instagram, uh, which is underscore Louise underscore Johnson underscore, um, because there are so many Louise Johnsons out there as we know. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, you can, you can find me in all those places and, um, and, and, you know, get your copy of the book, ask me any questions and about the writing process or the, the book. I'm, I'm, you know, super happy to chat about any and all of it. So, um, but thank you so much for, for having me on. Thank you so much. This was such a pleasure to talk to you. It was lovely, lovely to chat to you too, Louise. 
That's it for today's episode of the Word Weaver podcast. If you like what you heard today, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes, screenshot and share it on social media, and be sure to check out the show notes at louiseclairjohnson.com slash podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Word Weaver podcast. Until next time. You call it substance over style.